It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is a Rocket Room production. It's your boy Jeremy Brenner here, and we're celebrating a Rockets victory this weekend. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, sir. The Rockets get the job done tonight, and they win this one pretty convincingly, guys, and definitely took out their frustrations from that embarrassing loss last night. Rockets. 129 Minnesota Timberwolves 107 we are live on the locker room app today be and to celebrate you know this this game felt good it was good from start to finish there was no drama there was no like negative vibes just good vibes today good vibes all around today and you know, I'll bring people up on stage as the show goes on. 
If you want to talk in the in the chat room, feel free to go ahead. We are good vibes only today. I see Jake Mountainridge in the chat. What's going on, Jake? And I'm real, you know, it's games like tonight that make me not as worried or as upset or as frustrated as last night. And I think we saw tonight that this team does have some hope. And we saw that tonight, especially from Kevin Porter Jr., 25 points from him on 10 and 15 shooting. Yeah, John Wall had 12 assists, another double-digit uh, another double digit assist night for him, double-double for Mr. John Wall. Kelly Olenek made his Rockets debut, looked pretty strong there, 4-6 from 3. Sterling Brown had a great night. Honestly, there wasn't a whole, there's not a whole lot to be mad about tonight. DJ Augustine at 20 off the bench, I mean, come on, there's really not a whole lot to be upset about tonight if you're a Rockets fan. You know, I understand last night was a bit of a letdown, but if you take away that those last six minutes of that fourth quarter, the Rockets played pretty well in Minnesota. And look, it's Minnesota. Yes. Look, the Rockets won, lost 20 games in a row and still the Wolves have a worse record than the Rockets. That's how bad the Wolves are. And so you expect to win games like this. And, you know, the Rockets did what they had to do. Give them a boat of confidence because let me tell y'all, the the next couple of weeks for this team, the schedule is is brutal. It's brutal, especially when we get into April. You know, with Brooklyn, there's Brooklyn on the deck this week. Boston, Phoenix is coming up. We got to go play the Clippers at some point in the next couple of weeks. There are a lot of tough games to win. So when you can get a win, I understand we're we're in the tank right now. I think everyone is. You know, finally on the tank after the Oladipo trade. We can also talk a little bit about that as well on today's show. But, you know, it's it's nice to win. You like winning. And when you have a chance to do that, you want to take advantage. And that's why I think yesterday was so disappointing. But today, I think the Rockets definitely made up for it. So the Rockets pull off the win. If anyone wants to come up and ask a question, feel free. Uh, I will open the speaker requests uh, for anyone that wants to come up and speak. Or if you have a question, uh, feel free to type it down in the chat. So, I'm Jake says that DJ and Kelly were really impressive today. Absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, both DJs were pretty impressive today. There was uh, DJ Wilson and DJ Augustine, both impressive. I got Josh here on uh, the Dream Take. Josh, how you doing, my friend? What's up? How you doing? Um, I'm doing fantastic. I'm great right now. I'm great right now. Kevin Porter. Great hey, right yes. now. Absolutely. Kevin Porter, 25 points tonight. Definitely, you know, the bene- the one biggest benefit, I think, from the Victor Oladipo trade is opening up minutes for KPJ. And yes. he was able to start tonight, 31 minutes. You could tell that Steven Silas, part of the game plan that he created was to give Kevin Porter more touches. And all he needs is some, is, is some run. Once he gets some run, that, that the good things are going to happen if Kevin Porter has the ball in his hands. So do you have any questions in regards to KPJ or any comments about that? I see that uh, that, Vinny, that Vinny in the chat is saying KPJ is the future. I think Josh uh, lost us a little bit. I think there was some background noise that he had. So I'm going to 
uh, remove Josh as a speaker now, but he can come right back up if he chooses to do so. So, yeah, I mean, look, guys, tonight we had, I think that, like, yes. So I know the Victor Oladipo trade was highly, um, highly criticized for a bunch of different reasons. But one of the benefits that we get from this trade is more run for Kevin Porter. And that was the main thing. You know, the Rockets could have looked at the offer, saw that they had very little value, and just said, you know what, we're going to try an assigning trade in the summer. And honestly, they could have done that, and maybe they get a little bit more value for Vic. But that costs you a, a spot in the rotation. And putting Kevin Porter there is what this team needs to do in the long run. It's it's what's frustrated us about two of our last losses, the one with OKC and the one with uh, with Minnesota last night, is because there was, you know, John Wall felt the need to, you know, be the hero. And that is good to an extent because in, in regards, he is one of the more talented players on the team. But it's not John Wall's team anymore. And, you know, tonight I think he had a little bit more restraint. I, you could tell that he wanted to be a huge part of the offense. And I think he was, but he also let Kevin Porter get his touches. And I think that was important. Now, maybe if Christian Wood had played tonight, maybe there would have been a, a different kind of feel. But I think I liked what I saw from John Wall tonight. There was that one defensive possession. I want to say it was like in the third quarter. It was like early in the third quarter and he stuffed Anthony Edwards and it created a shot clock violation from, from Minnesota. So I really, and, and then he kind of like, you know, puffed his chest a little bit. He's like, yeah, like I'm that dude. And you, you want that because John Wall still has a lot of, a lot to offer to this team. And I don't want, and, and even if it's not necessarily on the court, you know, just him being around the locker room. I think he can help so many guys, especially KPJ and guys that are just, you know, facing adversity because this Rockets team has faced adversity all year long. And one person that, you know, can relate to that is John Wall. So I really think that he is important for this team, at least definitely for this season. I'm not sure if, if he's in the team, in the team's plans past this season, but you know, it's going to be hard to move his contract after the season. So the Rockets might have to keep him beyond this season as well. So you might as well try your best to keep him on board as long as you can, because you never know when you're going to be able to uh, get rid of him. But we got Jake on, on the stage. Jake, what's going on, man? What's up, Jeremy? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to have a Rockets win. I don't think I've podcasted a Rockets win maybe since January. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, I was just going to say, like, going back to that trade, um, I think, you know, like most Rockets fans, I think the reaction was mostly negative. Um, And I think, you know, you just got to look at the big picture of things. Obviously, we had to get something from the trade. And uh, like you said, we could have done a sign-in trade, but I think for the moment and seeing how well Olenek played tonight, um, you know, it's just, you got to take the best of what we got. And... You know, I thought Olenek played pretty, pretty well today. You just got to see what Bradley does now. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think Avery Bradley is going to be playing for the team. I simply think that, because I don't know if he was even there tonight. He wasn't in the box score. But to my understanding, he was injured before 
before the trade. And yeah, yeah. to be honest, like, I understand, like, having Kelly Olenek there is important because he can be that guy that, um, you know, they need someone in the front court like Kelly Olenek. I think because he can stretch the floor and I can't, I'm excited to see Olenek and Christian Wood on the floor together because I think the Rockets' plan is to have that, that kind of stretch four on the floor together. And, and look, Kelly Olenek played the five tonight as well. So he's a guy that can play both the four and the five. They don't see that necessarily with Christian Wood, although I hope that they eventually do see the value in putting Christian Wood at the four. I don't necessarily know if they're ever going to move off of that because they've said several times publicly that they view Christian Wood as a five, but they need, like, having two bigs out there, it's amazing how this league changes because you look at the Warriors, and the Warriors won by playing small. So the Rockets adapted, and they chose to play small. And then when the Warriors ran its course, it became the Lakers that kind of became that team, and the Lakers won by playing big. And you're starting to see now, especially this season, how important big men are to every team. And it wasn't necessarily that way like two or three years ago, but you're starting to see Jokic, Embiid, Christian Wood, these guys, Carl Anthony Towns, like, if you want to win a cha- Anthony Davis, if you want to win a championship, you have to have a solid big man. Like your big man has to be an important part of your offense. And the Rockets have that with Christian Wood. So that's what makes me hopeful that they can, you know, move into this direction of being a contender. So that's person, but also having that guy next to him that can help stretch the floor that can help, you know, and if Christian Wood needs to stretch the floor, having that guy that can, be that shot blocker there is so is also important. Having guys that can play multiple positions on the floor is super important, and Kelly Olynyk fits that mold. I don't know if Kelly Olynyk's going to be that guy moving forward, but this season having a guy like Kelly Olynyk play next to it is going to be important. Yeah, I think it's also helpful as well. Like in situations like obviously yesterday, they were using Cat in most of that fourth quarter because obviously Christian Wood, even though he's a, he's a big guy, he's a center, he couldn't really hold. Cat in the in the paint, and you saw tonight Kelly Olynyk was was holding down pretty well the whole game, and you know they had to go for different options. So I think playing him as the five and with the four, or, you know, vice versa, I think would work pretty well, especially up who we're against. If we have a really strong center against us, I think putting Kelly on that is not a bad idea. I think if Christian's struggling to defend that, I don't I don't see you know the problem of putting Kelly on it and just seeing what happens. Yeah, I, I think that. Kelly Olenek is definitely someone valuable moving forward. You know, also, I'm excited to see what DJ Wilson's done. He's actually really surprised me. And yeah, he looks really good. He does look good. Yeah, he's he's impressed. I thought he wouldn't be as good as he is. And, you know, having him in some lineups next to Wood, I think, would be an interesting fit. At this point, what the rest of the season should be used for, there's, look, there's still a lot of time in the season. The Rockets should simply – and look, they've never had consistency with any lineup this year, so there's no real need to get consistent with any lineup anymore, especially with so many new people on this team. So they really should just you know plug and play, try to find out what works, what doesn't, because you never know what could be that winning combination moving forward. And I like what Steven Silas is doing with playing two point guards – I like the lineups with Augustine and Wall because it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off of Wall and kind of forces the ball out of Wall's hands because if 
like, if John Wall's on the floor, then DJ Augustine, like, if he's not, if DJ Augustine is not playmaking, DJ Augustine, like, really isn't valuable. But you saw tonight how the when the ball was in DJ Augustine's hands, usually good things happen. So, like, it kind of forces John Wall to, to kind of share the ball a little bit. And you're also seeing that with Kevin Porter. So when Wall and Kevin Porter start out the game, Kevin Porter is, they see him as a point guard. So it forces John Wall to not have the ball in his hands all the time, not shoot 25 times a game, and allow the ball to be shared equally. And I think what we saw during the stretches tonight was when the Rockets were at their best, it's because everyone was getting a touch of the ball. Every Like the ball movement tonight I thought was maybe the best that we've seen all season. Yeah, I do agree. And I do think that I agree with your earlier statement. You said with uh, John Wall trying to be the hero, you know, he wants to win so bad. And sometimes I feel like his decision making in like the end of the game really isn't great. I know he was unlucky with the end of the last game where he bounced off his leg. But like, even if he just like, I know, like chucked it to someone else who was open or not trying so hard to get that point, especially when you're gone seven minutes without scoring, you know, maybe just getting someone else to get, have a go. And I think John Wall mm-hmm. done a, lot, a much better job today of actually just sharing the ball out. And obviously he had a better uh, shooting night tonight just purely because he shot less and had and shot better shots. So I think he just, if he carries on like he did tonight and obviously give DJ and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. the ball as well. Because I think them too, Kevin Porter and John Wall, I think played well together. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think Wall needs to sacrifice the ball a little more. And, you know, he, he got a lot of assists on both these games. So we need that from him on every night, I think. Yeah. Appreciate the words, Jake. I'm going to let some other speakers come up. Yeah, no worries. All right. I'm going to invite Mauricio up here. He's asked to come a couple times. Mauricio, welcome to the Dream Take. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I feel great that the Rockets won tonight. Absolutely. Always, Always a great day when the Rockets win. Yes, but I have a little pet peeve about the rotations that they have for coming off the bench. Got it. You get Patson from the G League, and he was pretty good as a replacement for Wood. But I don't know why they don't mm. play him over DJ uh, Wilson. I, personally, that is honestly like I think Patton was good at first, but Patton is is not as good of a shooter as DJ Wilson. He's also you know not like DJ Wilson is kind of that guy that can you know like I was mentioning earlier, like Justin Patton is strictly a five. And he can he can't be that that four. He's not someone that really stretches the floor as much as DJ Wilson does. And in this league, you and I think in the Rocket system, you want guys that can stretch the floor. That's why having Christian Wood out there is so important because he is someone that can do that. And DJ Wilson, in a sense, also does that. And look, DJ Wilson is is a better player than Justin Patton. Like I I think he's just I think maybe as a shot blocker, maybe. Justin Patton might have him there, but I mean, DJ Wilson had two blocks tonight. Like, it's not like DJ Wilson can't do that. Like, he's also more athletic than Justin Patton. He, his legs are a little bit more fresh because Justin Patton has had several injuries over the past couple of years that just haven't been able to, you know, he hasn't really been able to get his career started in a way. Ironically enough, Justin Patton was selected the very pick before DJ Wilson, I believe. So they were, they were, you know, real close together in the draft process, uh, comparison-wise. But ultimately, if if I had to choose one moving forward, I gotta go with DJ Wilson just because I feel like he can do more than than Justin Patton can. Yeah, I understand. But I like how they were playing, and I liked how Wall wasn't 
chucking up a bunch of shots, he was giving it around to people. And yeah, I got, yeah. and I got scared when I saw Kevin Porter like limping because mm-hmm. I think he hit his quad again. I got scared, but I hope hopefully he's all right. Yeah, I did see that at the end of uh, when he was playing. But I mean, like if you think about it, you know, I, he didn't go to the locker room. If that maybe is some kind of sign of something good, you know. But he missed three games because of this quad, so it's definitely something that I would you know, monitor if I'm the Rockets, and I'm sure they definitely are. But, you know, he's young. I remember, like, remember his first game when he played uh, with Sacramento? He had that little uh, knock-up with, I think it was his ankle. Uh, but he came right back up. Like, he's young. He doesn't have a whole lot of injuries under, you know, his belt. But it is definitely something to watch. Like, he is the future of the franchise. So they definitely need to, like, they need to keep an eye on him and make sure he's he's safe. And I think that's kind of what they did with Christian Wood tonight. Like, they, they simply, you know, he could have, you know, it's not like last night he was really super sore. At least that's not what it appeared to be. But I like that they're being a little bit more cautious with him, and I hope that they're doing that moving forward. Because, look, the Rockets, they the season ends in about six weeks, and the Rockets still have, you know, a good chunk of games left. They have about 37-ish ga- or am I reading that right? No, they have about 30-ish games left. So it's still a lot of basketball left the season, and the last thing that you want is for someone to pick up a bad injury that you know kind of limits them up in, for the off season because the off season is when this team is going to grow the most. They're going to be able to you know have a full off season together with Steven Silas without all the you know because like this whole year and the reason why the Rockets have been you know struggling this season it's is because they haven't been able to. Exactly. They haven't been able to really get a core group together and practice. Like, they've had very few practicing. They've had very few practices the whole year. And the guys come in and out like it's, you know, a a card deck. They're just shuffling in and out. And, you know, I counted four guys that were playing tonight out of, I think, eight or nine that weren't even on the team at the beginning of the season. So if you look at, like, Olenek, um, Kevin Porter... DJ Wilson, Anthony Lamb, and Justin Patton, DJ Augustine. So that's six guys out of 11 that played tonight that weren't even on the team at the beginning of the season. So get these guys some practice time. Get these guys a chance to really build chemistry. And I guarantee you next season, is you're going to see differences next season. I'm not saying that you know the Rockets are going to be back to where they were last year, uh, next year. But I definitely think they're not going to be, you know, at the bottom of the at the bottom of the West, you saw like like you look at Minnesota, and Minnesota is a game and a half you know worse than the Rockets. But you you've seen over the last you know two days how much better the Rockets are compared to the Wolves. Take away that twenty point you know fiasco from last night, which I think also like I didn't get to talk about it a whole lot because Mike was on the show last night, and Mike you know was really just gave a raw reaction, never really looked at the full game and what it was worth. Look, the Rockets had some calls last night during that run that they should have gotten and they just didn't. And the Wolves were hot. Like, that was honestly just, in my opinion, that that stretch of time was a fluke for both the Wolves and the Rockets. But you look at the three quarters from game one and you look at the four quarters from tonight, the Rockets are clearly the better team. They definitely look like a team that's not 
like the Wolves, and they shouldn't be close to the same tier. I, I have something to say. So do you think that the way Kelly Olenek played tonight justifies the trade a little bit for Houstonians? Look, Kelly Olenek is not why they made that trade. Um, I would not expect Kelly Olenek to be on this team past this season. It, it, it's nice that he was able to contribute what he was, and he shot four of six from three. Uh, but the Rockets did not make that trade for Kelly Olenek. The Rockets made that trade to get Vic, get, to get the pick swap and to get the minutes for Kevin Porter. It had nothing to do with Kelly Olenek. Oh, oh, yeah, my bad. But he 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 played really good today for the minute practice. No, and, and look, it's it's don't don't apologize for that. But like the thing is, I think the trade. I, I wrote about this on the Dream Shake. Um, I think people looked at the trade and people saw players that we got and players that we gave away and people saw that we gave away um, that we gave away Victor Oladipo, former all-stars averaging 20 points a game for us for Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. And because the thing is we were high, like the reports that we were receiving uh, from, from insiders and all of that, it made it seem like the Rockets were going to get a lot more for Victor Oladipo than what they got. And, I think people are kind of looking at Kelly Olenek and they're like, well, you're not like, you're not what we wanted. We wanted uh, Duncan Robinson or we wanted uh, Tyler Hero. We wanted because that's what we were told that we could possibly get. And it looked and I read a report um, from a reporter named Evan Massey. Uh, he writes for, I think, Hoops Analysis Net. And he said, and he's a valid source. That's why I'm sharing it. Um, he said that the Rockets were looking to get uh, Duncan Robinson. And that that was the that was what was holding up the trade for so long. And Pat Riley, being as great of an, of an executive as it is, played his cards perfectly because he was flirting with the Raptors trade packages the whole the whole trade deadline, and he took advantage of the fact that the Rockets were in a place of zero leverage when it came to Victor Oladipo. They knew they were gonna you know not have him at the end of the season, and. They simply just said, you know what, you're, you have to take my offer, otherwise you're going to lose them for nothing. And, you know, Pat Riley took advantage of Rafael Stone and the situation that they're in. It has nothing to do with Rafael Stone and his, you know, abilities as general manager. I think most people can agree that most of the moves that he's made have been positive. I don't think that this move is a great move, but I do think that there's reason behind it, behind everything that he's done so far, and it will ultimately work out in the Rockets' favor. That's personally how I see the tea leaves at this point. All right. But, yeah, thanks, Mauricio. I appreciate it. I'm going to give an opportunity for other people to come up. Okay. Yeah. So feel free to uh, come up on stage. We can talk Rockets. We can talk trades. We can talk anything else in the NBA. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is now with the Brooklyn Nets, which is mind-boggling. I can't believe that he went there to uh, go get James a ring. And it looks like Andre Drummond is real close to going to the Lakers. That, to me, is also a bit of a surprise. Um, I thought that he was maybe going to go elsewhere. But, I mean, if you think about it, the Lakers do need a big center. They need something. They need to do something to kind of settle for the loss of LeBron for a few weeks and Anthony Davis. So they get that going for them. Personally, I don't know if it necessarily changes a whole lot, given the fact that, you know, like people, we see Andre Drummond as, you know, the all-star guy that we, that we know. And we see LaMarcus Aldridge as, you know, the potential future Hall of Famer that he is. But 
though, like, I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge going to the Nets truly changes the Nets that much. He's a depth piece at best. And you know how the playoffs are. And if we've seen anything, like, Mike D'Antoni loves to play real tight rotations. And now it's Steve Nash's team, but I have a feeling that the rota- the, the minutes in the rotations in the, in the playoffs are going to be similar to Mike D'Antoni's. So, like, the Mar- Marcus Aldridge, for all we know, could be a DNP CD in the playoffs. Like, it's not going to be, you know, that much of a change, in my opinion. But having Andre Drummond with the Lakers, the Lakers, you know, it's been no secret that they need some help at the center position. And they do get the best uh, potential center on the market. So good for them. Uh, they definitely, but the thing is, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to LeBron James and James Harden. It's really like, that's honestly what it's going to come down to if those two meet in the finals. And if it comes through the East, it's going to come down to can James Harden and KD get it done? And, or is it going to go down to, you know, can LeBron and AD get it done? It's really, that's honestly what it comes down to. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the playoffs this season because, you know, the Rockets, there's not that stress, you know, you can kind of watch the rest of the league and not feel like, you know, you're going against them. You know, you kind of you kind of feel a little less pressure, and you can enjoy the game for what it's worth. If you're a basketball fan, you'll enjoy it, and you don't have to necessarily stress about, you know, oh, they're going to they're gonna beat the Rockets in this specific round if they get there, or, oh, they're hurting the Rockets' chances, they're helping the Rockets' chances. It's kind of nice to look at your team and see it for what it's worth and then look at the rest of the league and not have to, you know, be as concerned. But I think this is a good uh, time to park the rocket ship for now. Uh, but before I go, I'm going to give one key for Monday's game against Memphis. And I hope that Christian Wood comes back. I would love to see a lineup where we get something like Kevin Porter, John Wall, Jay Sean Tate, uh, Christian Wood, and Kelly Olynyk. I think that would be a real interesting lineup. I'm curious to see how that would work. Maybe... If you maybe take out Kelly Olenek, move him to the five, and get K.J. Martin in there. Uh, Sterling Brown has played exceptional lately. I'm really happy with what he's been able to do. I don't know if the Rockets are going to be able to keep him uh, past this season, considering the fact that he's on a he's on a minimum contract. He'll probably, you know, have a chance to get more in free agency, even though you know he's playing for the Rockets. I think that he is worth more on the market, and you know he's been given a chance to kind of prove himself this season with more playing time than he was able to get in Milwaukee. And I definitely think he's proven himself this season and he'll definitely get some run this year. You know, there were offered, like, I think there was a report out there that said that they were getting calls for Daniel house for Sterling Brown. That's another thing too. Daniel house wasn't even playing these past two games. He'll probably be back um, sometime next week. I know there was um, some deaths in his family. So condolences to Daniel house's family, but you know, this team, despite the record, guys, this team has intrigue. There are reasons to tune in to the Rockets, despite their lack of contention throughout this season. So I really hope you guys stick with this because that's what true fans are all about. You know, they stick with the team regardless. And I'm so thankful that the eight of you have come on today. The people that have come in and out of the locker room throughout this episode of the Dream Take You guys are the real ones. You guys are the true MVPs, and I really appreciate your support. Be sure to follow The Dream Take on Twitter at The Dream Take, and you can also follow The Dream Shake on 
uh, Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. You can also catch us on Facebook. Uh, give us a like over there. Mike will be with us on Monday for the recap of the Grizzlies game. So be sure to go and check that out. And go to the dreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. You can also uh, listen to us on demand if you cannot make a post-game show by subscribing to the Dream Take on your podcast app of choice. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to follow me on Twitter too, I'm at Jeremy Brenner, just my name, nothing fancy, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much again for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.